Hi, my name is Musuba Akutosawo. I am a young African feminist. I am from the Gambia, but I am currently based in Indiana and I'm studying. Musu was born into a large Muslim family in Bakau, Newtown, but she grew up in Kanifin, Gambia. So I'm currently pursuing a graduate um, degree in mas- a master's in global affairs um, with a concentration in international peace studies and a minor in gender studies at the University of Notre Dame. She's a lawyer, child rights and gender activist. Musu is a leading voice in campaigns against female genital mutilation, child marriage and violence against women in the Gambia. For me to be a, a victim of the same issues I would fighting I was fighting against that really stressed me out that really made me give up I at some point knew that I didn't want to be a figure I didn't want to be part of the statistics to say that so and so percentage of girls in the Gambia are married off and they drop out of school I had goals I had dreams I wanted to be a lawyer I wanted to advocate for the rights of women and girls I knew what I wanted we talk about her being married off as a child and her mission to fix the system that she was once a victim of Hi, my name is Aisha Salahuddin, and I like girls. This is a podcast about African women and the different experiences life throws at us for being women. If you still haven't listened to season one, I highly recommend that you do after this episode. It is available on whatever streaming platform you're listening on right now. In today's episode, we explore Musu's journey from child marriage into activism and how she's now fixing a system that broke many, including herself. This episode contains discussions of trauma, Listener discretion is advised. (sighs) My childhood was a mixed something something. It was fun but at the same time challenging. I grew up in a strictly Muslim um, family. Um, It's an extended family but an extended family in the sense that my father only had my mother but we lived with my cousins, my uncles, my aunts. So it's a large extended family that I grew up in which had its different or various dynamics in terms of personalities, in terms of beliefs and it was we were mainly raised uh, on culture and also on religion. So I was a very outspoken child and I think that explains why I am here today. Musu grew up passionate and fearless. Her confidence was cultivated by her frequent participation in the drama and debate society in primary and secondary school. I have been very vibrant in terms of, you know, um, extracurricular activities in schools. So it wasn't just about academics for me. It was also about the other things that uh, um, I was very much interested in. And this was why I would say since I was nine years old, I started um, uh, advocating for the rights of children. I started talking about female genital mutilation and child marriages. And, And that's pretty much what my my childhood was about it was about my personal experiences emboldened me of course to 
advocate even more for the rights of women and girls in particular but as far as fighting for the rights of children it was just a natural thing that happened for me coupled by the fact that i was given opportunities to to represent my school from a really early age in 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 child rights trainings and uh, uh, and activities so i would say that it started from there and then of course it it became something else from my personal experience yeah. although musu was outspoken in public things were rather different at home there was a lot of disconnect like i said um between me as a person and even with my siblings my cousins and 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 even the adults who lived in that household we were just completely different people i loved education i didn't value anything or saw value in anything else beyond education i hated the chores i didn't believe in this idea or thinking that as a girl I had to learn to do chores in order to be a successful individual. I didn't believe that I had to learn to cook, I had to learn to clean uh, as a way of being prepared for marriage. I wanted I had dreams, I had aspirations. I didn't agree with when my 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 parents would ask us to do laundry for um my uh, our brothers and then they get to go out and play football i didn't think those were fair if you know anything about african homes you'd know that the loud-mouthed child always gets in trouble i know i did to avoid punishment musu held back a lot and kept to herself she continued to attend school and mind her business until one day in 2004 more like uh oh a day came oh this this person who wants to marry you and i'm like thinking i'm sorry what i was only 14 i had i was a child and i couldn't believe and even think that it, it was funny to me at first i remember when i was told i was actually in the shower when my aunt came and was like hey so there's this person who wants to marry you. and i was like what excuse you what do you mean Like what oh. are you talking about? I wouldn't understand. I couldn't understand. It was just some it was the most random thing I could be told. And I thought they were joking. Uh, and on the whole day when I was joking, there was actually a suitor who my family didn't even know like that because we my my parents didn't even meet the guy before he lived abroad his sister who is a family friend is the person that we know and apparently when i was going to his sister's house that was where he saw me and thought like oh this is the person i wanted to marry so when he traveled abroad he and it was time for him to to find a wife i was chosen as that wife and i became his wife She was 14, he was 21. It's shocking, but child marriage is common in a lot of African and Asian cultures. According to UNICEF, in West and Central Africa, 41% of girls are married off before the age of 18. Musu says that a lot of these marriages happen without the girl's consent. Families get their daughters married early because they want to prevent them from getting pregnant before marriage. or protects their values because as a woman you know your value is supposedly reduced if you're deemed sexually promiscuous 
never had a conversation with them. They got me married and that was it. We didn't have a conversation as to why they did that. There wouldn't have been answers because I remember even even though my mother didn't want it, but the society that we lived in is very patriarchal. And my mother is like a traditional Gambian woman who wouldn't say things against her husband, especially when decisions have been made. Without her consent, Musu's family made a life-altering decision and things took a turn for worse. We discuss it all after the break. Hi, my name is Tonya, ex-9-to-fiver and current bakery owner. I was able to achieve my long-life dream of owning a business, all thanks to the target savings feature on PiggyVest. I knew working for another person wouldn't bring me joy, so I started planning my exit. To own a business, I knew I needed capital, a location, equipment, and staff. So I created a personal target plan and started saving weekly. 12 months later, I am happy to say that I am the proud owner of Bell's Bakery. With Piggyvest, there's no dream too big for you to achieve. So please don't stop dreaming. Visit piggyvest.com or download Piggyvest from Google Play or Apple Store and register to start using the target saving option today. Welcome back. So, it was quite the irony that 14-year-old Musu, an active voice against child marriage in the Gambia, was being forced into one. It was beyond overwhelming, to be honest. It's like a child is forced to grow up and have adult responsibilities because when that marriage was solemnized, I had to go every weekend. I go to his his parents' house, even though he didn't live there, but I had to go there because I have to go perform some matrimonial uh, duties because like I said in the beginning marriage is not just between you and your spouse but it also include includes your spouse's family so I was going there at that age even though I didn't know how to cook at 14 but I was going there with expectations of having to perform uh, those matrimonial duties I hated it because I didn't want to as you can imagine all of this took a toll on her activism and passion for her causes I stopped working on on my advocacy issues i felt like the system betrayed me i felt like the people that i i have worked with let me down i felt like nobody was there for me as a child like me who was very much out there who was very much involved it's not like it's a child who no one knows no it wasn't the case and for me to be uh, a, a victim of the same issues I was fighting, I was fighting against. I, at some point, knew that I didn't want to be a figure. I didn't want to be part of the statistics to say that so and so percentage of girls in the Gambia are married off and they drop out of school. I had goals. I had dreams. I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to advocate for the rights of women and girls. I knew what I wanted. Okay, okay. So, Musu did not want to give up on her dream of becoming a lawyer and activist. So, she did what she had to do. And when I threatened them that I was going to uh, uh, commit suicide, they now renegotiated with the groom's family and said, okay, I should continue going to school until after high school, then the marriage can be consummated. And, And I was like, okay, I will take that. I had bigger dreams beyond high school. But I will take that. And that's how I I ended up, you know, going through high school. So here's the thing. 
The groom-to-be was abroad when all of this happened. The families decided and negotiated, both in absentia and without consent. The grand plan was for Musi to finish high school and then the marriage to be consummated. So in the morning, I would wake up and then they will take me to school. I go to school. After the school day is over, they come pick me up again and then they take me home to his house. So that was how it was like. I was leaving with them, him and his family. And then when he comes, I would move in with them and then I would leave with them. But there was no consummation of the marriage because I wouldn't let that happen. His family gave Musu a really tough time as well. But that also came with a lot of anxiety of his family members constantly. The extended family ones particularly who didn't understand the agreement that the families had that you know, I am not a wife, I'm not wife enough because what kind of wife goes to school? What am I doing? I'm not, I'm not wife enough because I'm not doing my chores. I'm going to school instead. And that why am I only doing those chores over the weekend when my mates were already there? And then, so it, it, it was really, really, I would never understand that. For a 14-year-old child, it was a lot to deal with. It was, I would say one of the most challenging times of my life where it's like you feel you're in prison literally I get dropped off in school and get picked up in school and there wasn't any opportunity again and much time for me to do social work those were also conversations that I had to have with him about what I wanted to do with my life I don't want to be someone's wife I wanted to be accomplished first and be able to choose my own husband when I wanted, when I desired, and not have other people choose that for me and turn my childhood into... There's an obvious question that hasn't been asked or answered here. How did the groom feel about this marriage? Was he fully down with it? Of the guy supported my dreams, supported my dreams in the sense that I did tell him that if he really loved me the way he said he did, then he would support my dreams. And my dream was to go to school, to finish high school, to get a career. And he supported me in that. And this was the reason why even when the renegotiation of the, um, of the, of the marriage was done by my family and his family about me continuing uh, my education after I completed high school, I told him that I wanted much more. I wanted to go to university and he, he was supportive of that he actually started funding uh, or paying for my tuition while I was in the university and also um, during my I would say up until the time he passed away yes Musu's husband died while she was in university we'll get to that part in a bit but the fact that he um, was able to support my education still didn't take away the fact that my childhood was absolutely taken away from me. Um, I still believe that children should be children uh, and should not be forced into adulthood. Like I previously said, marriage even for adults is complicated, let alone for children. There are so many responsibilities. There are so many expectations that come with marriage. A child can never or will never be able to fulfill or meet any of those expectations. Musu took solace in the fact that after high school, she got a chance to attend uni and study for the career of her choice. 
when I enrolled into University of the Gambia, it was one of the most exciting moments for me because it's mm-hmm. like I am closer to achieving my my dreams of becoming a lawyer. I specifically wanted to be a lawyer because of my own um, my own experiences. I wanted to fight for the rights of women and girls. I did not want any girl in the Gambia to have to go through what I have been through. And for that reason, I chose um, the, the the path of becoming a lawyer. Musu was happy about studying law, but it wasn't exactly easy juggling her marriage and university. So I remember leaving classes that were from 5 to 8. I would leave those classes by 6.30. So I would get home uh, uh, on time because otherwise my husband wasn't um, around at the time. So he would get called by his family that I get home at midnight. And because that created so many issues, I had to leave school with the evening classes. I leave at 6.30. Lecturers who did not understand my situation at the time thought that I was um I wasn't a serious student because what serious student would leave class at six thirty in order to be able to go home in in her third year of university, as she tried to balance both parts of her life, Musu became widowed. She was twenty one years old. Her daughter, who she had in her second year of uni, was less than a year old when her husband died. Oh. Could you just talk about perhaps that entire period and how you were able to pull out of it? To be honest, I really don't know how I did it. I still ask myself how. I only give credit to God Almighty because without Him, I don't think I would have been able to uh, in my own individual capacity. Because I think about, you know, depending 100% on someone and then he suddenly passes away. And at the time um, when he passed away, my daughter was 11 months old. I didn't have a job. I was still going to university. I had a final year. I had to pay tuition. I didn't have access to his, his inheritance his family didn't distribute his estate up to date they didn't i just did not know what i was going to do it was just a rush of emotions of of every sort how am i going to live continue living my life how am i going to take care of this baby i don't have a job i'm still going to school what am i going to do with that musu went back home to live with her parents she says she cried herself to sleep on many nights because she didn't have the money to take care of her baby on top of that, she had to deal with the discrimination that comes with being a widow. When people want to uh, marry you or look into it, people were like, oh, if you don't get married within this family, who else is going to marry you? You're not going to find a young person to come and marry you. You're going to be alone by yourself because nobody would want to be with you because you already have a child. So your value or your worth is somewhat reduced because there are now young girls who are not married, who don't have children, who you are going to be competing with. Musu made it through that period as a result of help from generous friends. Is that thing where your old friends hear about your current experience and send you money and supplies as a way of showing their support? 
finance financially it was outrageous because like i said i if it, it, it out of the goodness of the hearts of people i would randomly receive calls from friends who would like send me money um and and i had like uh, maybe personal savings of mine that i also was utilizing but apart from that i did not because i did not receive any um uh, any any money from my husband late husband's estate because he 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 his estate wasn't wasn't distributed um i did not inherit anything neither did my daughter it made it very difficult that's why i said up to date i i wonder how i did it because there were days that i i would wonder how am i going to get money to buy food for my child how am i going to take care of this baby um but by the grace of god people were kind to me people were great to me and and that was how i was able to pull through let's take a break to hear from our sponsors when we get back i'll tell you about musu finishing university i remember a few years back when i couldn't save money to save my life i was so bad with money that whenever my salary dropped i would either run to my favorite restaurant or order new outfits off instagram and by the second week of the month i would be so broke this habit made everyone around me worried my parents my friends even my boyfriend used to say babe you need to start saving then one day my colleague introduced me to piggyvest and i absolutely fell in love with their piggy bank feature what i love the most about piggy bank is that it's flexible because it allows me save automatically whether that be daily weekly or monthly By helping me save consistently, Piggy Bank has changed my relationship with money and my life is so so much better for it. Everyone can save with Piggyvest today. Download the app from Google Play or Apple Store to register and start saving. Musu did finish university, but as you heard before the break, it was an incredibly difficult journey. Um so for me when I completed um university um my f- colleagues um went to law school um and I couldn't go to law school because at the time you had to pay two th- about $2000 I did not have that kind of money um to go to um law school so I chose to apply for a master's degree um in human rights and democratization in Africa at the Center for Human Rights University of Pretoria and i got into that program so i did not end up doing the bar at that time i went to the university of pretoria and upon completion of my masters degree that was when i came back to the gambia and i started teaching law at the university of the gambia so i was she taught international human rights law international humanitarian law gambia legal system and methods and legal research and writing from 2015 to 2018 at her alma mater the university of gambia when i was um appointed as the deputy executive secretary uh, of the truth reconciliation and reparations commission of the gambia and it was at that time that i took a leave of absence from the university of the gambia and i worked at the truth commission as the the deputy executive secretary and i did that up until 2020 
Um, so I did that for two and a half years. Then I, I, I went, I resigned and went back to the university, um, to teach. And, and now I'm in, 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 in the U.S. I'm studying for another master's in global affairs, but my concentration is international peace studies and um, gender studies. My minor is gender studies. Musu continued to advocate against child marriage and female genital mutilation while doing all of this. In 2015, she was appointed the program officer of the Gambian section of the Girl Generation, the largest global collective organization working to end female genital mutilation. I asked Musu why she chose to get another master's degree in global affairs. Um, for me, um, doing this master's in, 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 in international peace studies and then a minor in gender studies is basically in line with the work that I do. I do a lot of work on violence against women, um, female genital mutilation, child marriages, and other harmful traditional practices. So for me, peace is, 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 is beyond um, the absence of war. For me, peace relates also to um, women feeling safe in their homes, in their communities, um, free from violence and and uh, and other forms of uh, uh, um, um, human rights violations that are perpetrated on them, either by their cultures, either by people within their cultures, either by the the exist the non-existence of laws, etc. I asked her to tell me about her goals and dreams for the next couple of years. And I'm hoping that um, this this would just give me more opportunities of exploring even further um, uh, as far as my work in Gambia is concerned and to find more meaningful um, um, understanding and take more meaningful steps to ensure that women and girls in the Gambia live a more meaningful life, one that is free from violence, one that is based on their freedom to choose, to make decisions, to have autonomy and control over their bodies, uh, and to not be limited by patriarchy or any of these um, traditions or cultures that, that hinder their, their, their growth, their development development or advancement. Musu has come a long way since getting married off at 14. In 2015, she was part of the stakeholders that spearheaded the passage of the bill on the ban of female genital mutilation in the Gambia. In 2020, she won the Daily Trust African of the Year Award. And yes, she's now able to practice law after passing the bar exam from the Law School of the Gambia in 2020. If there's one thing Musu is doing after all she had to experience from such a young age, it's grabbing the world and fighting to make the necessary changes. Thank you for listening to this episode of I Like Girls. I Like Girls is produced by 27 Productions. If you'd like to get in touch with us, visit 27productions.co or also on Twitter and Instagram at I Like Girls Pod. This episode is produced and written by me and Fatima Binta Gimsey. Audio engineering is by Mo Isu. Our editor is Samia Salamutu. Dokas Ofasa is our associate producer, and our theme music is by Banks with a double G. The other music you heard throughout this episode is by Blue Dot Sessions. Special thanks to Piggyverse for sponsoring this episode. I'll catch you on the next one.